0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name is Chris Badgett, and I'm joined by a special guest, Ben Pines from Elementor. How are you doing, Ben?
1: I'm great. Thank
0: we you are for having me. absolutely, absolutely. We are recording this in the spring of 2018, and I just checked Elementor had over at this point 700,000 downloads. So you're moving right along. Yeah. You just, just keep-
1: fingers crossed to 800. So. <laughs>
0: And you just uh, recently came out with a theme builder. I just wanted to start yeah. with that. The Lifter LMS community and just the course building membership site community in general is really interested in what's going on with page builders and, and where Elementor is going. And, and you, the free plugin does so much. And then you've got the pro. But what is this theme builder all about?
1: Well, you know, uh, two years ago, we launched Elementor and we really kind of swept uh, the WordPress community. Uh, because we offered offered a really fast and uh, visual way to edit the content of your website. But there was still something missing, and we spent, I think it was almost a year, developing the next step, next stage. So you're not just confined to what's inside the frame of your website, all the static content of your website. You can design every dynamic part of your website. And that's, that's, you know, if you told me that, like, a... Five years ago, I'd say it's really a dream because, you know, dealing with the header PHP, footer PHP, archive, single post, these are things that what usually designers do, either stop what they're doing and and start dealing with code or just give it to the developer and wait and wait and wait. And now they don't have to. It's all inside Elementor in a really smart way that we kind of figure out.
0: That's awesome. So... I, I totally get what you mean I mean it's great to have a page builder in the content but there's all these other parts of the website what what's possible with like the header and the menu area as an example uh,
1: actually everything yesterday I had a, a, a webinar where we show the basic usage of you know anything you're using you just create a template it automatically it automatically clicks into the right area of the header or footer and you can put Anything you want. You want to put a search bar. You want to put the menu widget, uh, your site logo. Um, even if you want to put, you know, slides or something, you know, social icons, you have no restrictions. So WordPress users got used to, like, site logo, menu, search bar. <laughs> <And> <laughs> right. Now you can do it. It's really, uh, I think, in other platforms, it became the thing to create more imaginative, uh, designs where, let's say, you're uh, you're building your personal site, and you want the header to be, you know, as big as the screen and amazing with your image and your uh, social icons, not in the the uh, default lay- layout. So now you have that freedom, and uh, it really brings a new, uh, you know, announcement to I think the entire WordPress community.
0: Yeah, that is, that is awesome. And if, we're, if we take a step back and even go more philosophical or uh, theoretical, what is happening right now in terms of themes and Gutenberg and page builders? Like if, from what you're describing, the theme has less and less to do, which I've seen happen over time. You know, And that's what makes tools like Elementor so awesome because it, it brings the design chops, not necessarily the theme. But where are we going? Like, what's, What transition are we moving through here?
1: I think a lot of people are confused, and we get a lot of questions of, okay, how do you stand in terms of Gutenberg? Uh, we are con- continually building uh, Elementor as an advanced platform for design, so you, so you can design anything. So, and, and Gutenberg, I think, was uh, was is a necessary thing. and I think it's a great thing to empower WordPress users, so they have the best. Uh, content creation experience. You know, if you're writing a blog, you you just want something that you can see the the result in front of your eyes, you put the image, you put whatever you need. I think Elementor is already beyond that, and uh, it's, you know, as we progress, it will even evolve further, but you know, two things that I can give, we talked about the header and footer, which is kind of, uh, it's still kind of static, because you might have the same header across your site. But if you're talking about your blog design, like the main blog page, or the single blog post, designing it is something that you couldn't do in, in a static way, like you create a, a landing page. Why? Because you, you want to create it, and then every new post you create, or every you know your 400,000 uh, posts that you previously made, you wanted to uh, attribute the new design template to those pages. or you know, attribute different designs to different categories. That's just an example. So this is possible uh, with with uh, with our theme builder, and I, I don't think it's the, it's the direction. I mean, there's no indication that's the direction of Gutenberg. Uh, so I think it's a clear divide if someone is... I think we get most of these questions from less, um, you know, involved users. People just hearing about Elementor because they, we get, you know, a few thousand new users every week, but the people inside the community, inside our Facebook group, we don't get, we don't hear those questions because it's it's obvious.
0: Yeah. Well, that's really good. I appreciate that. What, what does it look like when you combine Elementor and WooCommerce? Like if, if I have an e-commerce site, what does Elementor open up
1: for me? So yeah, I think two huge uh, advantages that we will one we already brought, and WooCommerce is the second one that w- will come shortly, uh, and one is now in beta, which is uh, you can start using it today. Which is the ACF integration. So with ACF, you can, if you know the plugin, you create any sort of. You can even create a, a course, a course website. So you have uh, the the info that is uh, that that is input, by, by the user, by the contributor. It can be someone non technical. And then when they publish it, the design behind that used to be used to involve the same kind of creating templates, and for the developer had to implement what you created in uh, uh, in the plugin in ACF and transform it into code. And now we, you can actually do it um, uh, in Elementor in the theme builder. So that's one thing. And WooCommerce is the same. I mean, you have your shop, your uh, your main shop page, your product pages, your category pages, checkout, every one of those pages that gets products, products equals, you know, the dynamic content. And now that we have the, that ability, it's only natural that we uh, progress for it. Plus, you know, I think the new way of designing, like, let's say, product pages, once someone goes through that process, it's very hard to go back to, you know, hand-coding uh i showed i showed in the in the uh in the webinar yesterday like how you uh if you search google how to create a header php you get those a list a long list of of code um so so that's that's a, the huge thing we worked on for so long and i'm really happy for the result
0: i was just listening to your podcast episode with troy dean which is great <clears throat> um and you guys were talking about you know how, and I, I remember this because I used to do a lot of this. The uh, you know websites used to come from Photoshop, and then you would slice it up and do all this, and it would take a long time. But now you can just crank it out on the front end fast with Elementor, which is super cool, super innovative.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I remember the tutorials that showed like, okay, your header, let's cut until, and yeah, that that's that's something that. Is still a problem in some of, of, of uh, some of the CMSs. Not in not so much in WordPress, but in some of the CMSs, it's still a problem because the thing is, when you created it in Photoshop, you didn't work with a, a, a grid, a layout grid. So you had to measure everything. It, it gave you, uh, you know, uh, full flexibility. So you want, you know, the the button here and. Uh, 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 a tad left, you just drag it to the right place. Uh, but there's a huge disadvantage here because it makes you a measure. <laughs> it makes you, you know, like a measure because with layout, like the grid layout, it's 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 really a, a an amazing concept. I, I, I have to check who first came out with it. But uh, uh, when you have the grid, then you can snap everything in place really quickly. Then if you want to make any changes... In the layout you just you know added some padding and and margin that's i think another thing that that uh, needs to click to a lot of people for me i i wasn't aware of it until you know and i was creating websites but i wasn't really into it until you know i I, uh, i really understood the mentor more deeply
0: one of the other strengths i see with you guys is the template library you just have a huge massive uh, set of templates that people can use for starting points for all different types of landing pages and niches Can you tell us a little bit about? How you came up with that and how you choose which templates and where that how that evolved?
1: Yeah, well, we launched uh, the library a few months after uh, We launched a mentor and um, You know templates are, are quite common uh, the great thing about uh, our library, I think is the easy way you can save it and export it and and use it uh, wherever you want. So you can, if you, you can create your own templates and then reuse them. Um, so the first instance was uh, the templates, full page templates. So if you want a landing page, you browse through um, and you and you, you create it. It's great. It has some advantages and some disadvantages. And the disadvantage is that you get a, a, a complete set, so whichever template you're using, it's hard. It's kind of hard to, you know, go wild, add your images, and have it work perfectly. It, it's a challenge. You need to, to understand how to do that, and that's why we came came up with a a progression of, of the of the library, uh, which is the blocks. So with blocks, you get small templates of sections. And you craft the, the, the page according to your need. You need a block for a testimonial. You, have, you can choose from, you know, you need a block for a call to action. And this way you gradually build your site and you can, you know, mix and match them and, and switch them around and you build your own uh, thing. It, they're, they're pretty uh, easily built, un- unlike templates that l- need to look gorgeous once you, once you click insert. Blocks are more uh, thought of in a simple way, so you can customize them uh, and then add your own uh, touch.
0: That's super cool. I have uh, I I was talking to somebody in my community a, a couple of weeks ago who was uh, working on figuring out how to create Elementor templates for courses and lessons that they could then resell. Like they were doing some kind of um, just template library for course builders, and they were building it out with Elementor. But it's it's really amazing how many um, course builders are really getting into Elementor. I just see them talking about it a lot. We have a weekly office hour mastermind call that we do and people are often sharing like what they figured out how to do in Elementor. So I think f- I just find that, uh, really cool how the community has evolved. Let me, yeah. let me ask you about, uh, I'm in a similar boat. Like I have, uh, you know, a very powerful free plugin, uh, and then you know, we have paid add-ons that go on top of that. Um, that model's worked out really well for you. You're slightly different. I think you're not an add-on model, You because you have a pro version. Well, I, guess, I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of the same. But what, what are some lessons learned along the way for you as somebody who has such a strong freemium
1: offer? Um, well, I think one of the Great challenges is actually what you do, like courses. <laughs> so yeah. education is, is is really what. When you have a great product, what is left to do actually? And what I've learned is that I know I'm I'm the CMO. I, I'm in charge of marketing, but in some respects, um, like doing education, and of course, getting assistance from other you know affiliates to do the, the education for you in some way. Uh, it's a must because uh, people need that guidance, that step by step. Uh, so, so I think that's that's a huge part. We keep trying to evolve uh, in that department. I used to make the tutorials, and now we we hired someone with a better voice and better, uh, you know, uh, teaching skills than me. <laughs> so, uh, but it's something that definitely should be
0: at the top priority of every plugin developer yeah it's uh training like i've noticed that just in general in wordpress outside of wordpress that um a lot of software companies do not have great training and it's often like another company or an entrepreneur that makes training courses but when you invest in training people how to use the tool and onboarding and everything like that it's it's very helpful but it's easy to have that go to the backlog and you know, yeah, like, I think
1: that touches upon another thing that when you're uh, you have a, a plugin, there's so many challenges in terms of marketing or growth that sometimes you get overwhelmed and you don't you end up not doing anything. So, that's I think the number one challenge that I had uh, along the years, even before joining Elementor, like understanding how to. Pick and choose, and and follow a path that will lead you to to success. Because you know there there are tons of there are a million ways to, to 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 succeed. And I think um, one of of one of the ways you can you can uh, you can do that is um, you need to make sure that your audience uh, is with you. So you need to you know communicate with them and. Uh, uh, this is like our strategy what I like to say is that you get certain opportunities to market so for example if you uh, release the new feature so you're already into the, that feature of and spreading the news and you're into it, you have the energy it's a great time to spread it out create a, the best blog post you can about it, the best video so we actually um focused almost our entire marketing uh, efforts on uh on on releases so releases for us are a big deal that's that's one thing that we focused on and the other thing is like celebration like people love to celebrate events, and I think that if you have a course and you align it to certain dates, it can really uh, you know boost your your sales and you know now with, with, with the header builder, you can create a a top bar for for, uh, for Christmas and uh, you know I don't know Earth Day and I think Google are great at doing it. You go to the search results, you see the, those doodles and it's not it's not by chance because people have a certain uh, respect if you know how to celebrate and it's like being a host, you know, like having guests over, you know, you're celebrating, you're you're happy and that that's cool.
0: Yeah, there's like that uh, that little snow effect that comes across the screen sometimes yeah. and, and stuff like that. That's cool. I've never thought about um, celebration. That's a that's a neat angle for marketing.
1: We we actually have a, a, a tutorial showing how to do that snow effect in Elementor. Oh, do you? So,
0: I, I, I yeah. actually just thought like I bet they can't do that in Elementor, but <laughs> I guess you can. It's,
1: it's a bit of JavaScript, but it, it, yeah. it works. It's good. <laughs> yeah.
0: That is awesome. Um, Cool. Well, I wanted to ask you uh, a, a unique challenge that you have, that I have, that WordPress has, is you're trying to build a tool that works for newbies and advanced users. How do you solve that problem?
1: Well, uh, we always think about uh, usability and UI. I think that uh, correlates to all audiences. But our target audience are designers and web professionals. So you don't have to be a designer on dribble and and have uh, you know reputation to be the best designer. You can just be a web professional that earns money from creating websites or creating content online. Uh, so this is our, our target audience, and this is why this is what guides us, what to focus on. Um, and of course, I, I'm not claiming that that seven hundred thousand plus of our users are, are uh, web professionals, but uh, you know, they're, they're enjoying the benefit of, uh, of what we aim for, which is that, that uh, professional audience that, that need that, the, the fastest workflow. They don't need any interruptions of code and of uh, you know, stalling and, and loading. They want to work, and they need to work in, in the most optimized way uh, that is also fun, of course, for them.
0: Yeah, that's, that's super cool. Um, one of the other great things I notice about Elementor and one of the things we talk about a lot on the show, often with course creators, but we're software people and this matters too, which is uh, community building. What do you, how do you approach the Elementor community? Like, I know you have a Facebook group. I've heard people say great things about your support. Um, I pre- I think you guys do a lot of WordCamp stuff maybe, but what, uh, what's your community approach?
1: we put a lot of focus on uh, great support and, uh, and developing. Uh, I personally also am involved in developing a great and supportive uh, community. And we kind of, as we developed, we, uh, I'm talking about the Facebook community. Uh, I kind of picked and cho- chose the, the, the key figures that would lead the community. I'm talking both about, of course, admins and mods, but also people that are involved uh, on a daily basis and we try to, you know, we, we try to uh, encourage them and, and help them whatever way we can. And we found some really amazing people. I mean, to tell you the truth, I don't understand, like, how really they can uh, invest so much time, energy, and, and, and thought into the way they do things. I mean, they taught me also the proper way to... Because when you create a Facebook group, it's not going to be Clear Waters. I mean, it's think of it. It's fifteen thousand people <laughs> from all over the, the sectors joined together and talking. So there will be a few frictions, and this developing, understanding, and and you know, flexibly developing your guidelines that will show you how to that will determine how you will uh, lead that group is is very important. Otherwise, you just you just make mistakes and get people angry and uh, mm-hmm. I, it's a really a huge achievement what what we've done in the in the Facebook group and yeah, that, I was just gonna also,
0: say i I yeah. think that's awesome um <clears throat> there's a certain amount of like conflict that happens. I noticed this in our Facebook group whether between different people who have different opinions or uh perhaps somebody will say something that they probably wouldn't say in person about the software or something like a strong opinion or something and that's, that might be negative or whatever, but it's, it's just, that's just community. It's how it works. Like, and then you see people step up and, you know, if it's something where there's a misunderstanding, somebody else will correct that person and be like, no, actually it works like this, or, you know, maybe we sh- you should submit a support ticket, whatever it, uh, it evolves, but you, yeah. you
1: had something else to say, go ahead. Uh, on, on that matter. I know, we, we've we had, like, I remember one post saying, why choose Elementor or not? And then, you know, a whole <laughs> string of, of people saying, for, I think it's great. I mean, I, I want it's a great way to know for us how to improve our product. Uh, but what we do have zero tolerance for is if someone behaves badly to another community member. So for that, we had from the start, like, zero tolerance, you're out. So I, I think it's, it's sometimes difficult because you you get people that are involved and uh, when they go off track, you have to do some tough decisions, but, uh, yeah, but it's, it's important.
0: That makes sense. Well, uh, just a few more questions. What this you made it to the bonus round where I'm going to, (laughs) uh, I'm just going to ask you some things I'm curious about. What advice do you have for scaling? Like you guys have had fast growth and you've had to deal with, um, you know, all kinds of scaling issues from, I'm sure, team traffic, uh, the volume of inquiries and support and everything. Like, what have you learned along the way as a fast
1: growing company? Um, well, the, the, this diverges into different uh, things because you have employees that we've grown, you know, from five people to uh, now 30, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and there's the technology part, which I can. I'm less familiar, you know, upgrading your servers and, and stuff. Um, from my perspective of, of marketing, um, the only thing that you need to, to learn is how to delegate uh, tasks and, and do the follow-up and uh, choose the right people. Um, you know, it's something that it's is still a challenge uh, because, you know, hiring and firing is not nice. And uh, so... Um so, yeah, I think that's, that's the, the challenge that you need to, to understand how to do. And we're, it's something that runs, I think, even after your, uh, your company has, you know, thousands of people.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, one more for the people. Uh, one of the things about design is that Elementor is a very powerful tool and sometimes in the, in the wrong hands or somebody who's not a skilled designer, it's easy to kind of like, uh, you know, with any any kind of website tool or, or theme or whatever, it's, it's kind of easy to kind of mess it up or, or not make a great design or take a great design and make it not a great design. What advice do you have for people, just some best practices when working with Elementor to keep the design standards high and even potentially become a better designer themselves or develop a stronger design eye? Like, what, do you, what advice do you have there?
1: Well, there there are a few things that I would uh, suggest. First of all, inspiration is important. So start, uh, you know, going to pages, uh, websites that uh, that have those inspiration, like dribble, like uh, one page love, uh, where you have different uh, landing pages or home pages. Uh, that kind of can give you the the inspiration you need. Uh, working with templates, starting out with a template. Or using a block, that's also a great way for, for newbies to not make the most mistakes I see. is like when someone is a marketer and doesn't have any idea about design, they just stack up things. They say, okay, how hard could this be? Let's just put this header and this, and that's just result. And the whole uh, uh, the knowledge of learning about typography and spacing, spacing and, and layout, and that's Difficult. It takes months. People don't understand. It's it's actually a profession. It takes months, maybe years, to 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 crack it down. It's also different from different languages. Um, so I would learn about it. I mean, for us, we mostly focus on on the, uh, teaching how to use our tools. So, uh, but there are tons of resources. Uh, you know, uh, check out Adam Pricer's course, and uh, you know. Uh, and and you can you should spend the, the, the proper time learning all those things so you you don't make those mistakes and ask maybe the the most crucial thing ask a friend how what it's like because sometimes you're blind you know you create you're sure that it's the best thing but you show it to someone preferably someone who knows about spacing and you see that no margins wrong colors wrong typography and uh, that's something that you have to learn.
0: So don't be afraid of the template. Ben Pines, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. For you listening you, out Chris. there, go check out elementor.com. Try it out. Check out WP Crafter, Adam's video on, he, he has a five hour video on how to build a online course membership site with Lifter LMS and Elementor. Go check that out. But uh, Ben, thanks so much. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Chris. It was fun.